From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode. Or go to ipswichtoday.com.au Coming up in this episode... Have you been game enough to look at your superannuation balance since the onset of COVID-19? Do you dabble in the share market and wonder where the prices are heading next? Ipswich-based finance expert Tony Russell from Morgans has been involved in the stockbroking industry since 1976. He's seen a few ups and downs in share prices since that time and offers his insights into the current state of the markets and where to from here. It's Tuesday, May 19, 2020, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. As we all adjust to the new normal of living during a pandemic, with increasing unemployment and the impact on the broader economy, there hasn't been a lot said about what it means for property prices, superannuation balances and share prices going forward. Tony Russell is the boss of Morgan's Financial Limited, Ipswich. He joins me now to share his expertise for a closer look at COVID-19 impacts on the share market, superannuation and where local property prices might be heading. Thanks for joining Ipswich today, Tony. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here, Alan. In your lengthy career, have you ever seen such turbulent times on the share market? Um, I, I, I have, um, Alan. I have. I, I have been involved, or was um, in, early in my career working back when they had trading floors around Australia, share market, stock market trading floors. I was um, working on the Melbourne trading floor to during the 1987 stock market crash. Uh, that was extremely interesting times and also there was a, a minor more eruption during the Asian economic crisis which was sort of in the, the late 90s and the, uh, the dot uh, com uh, boom and bust of the early 2000s. But certainly the main one um, was the GFC in 2008, 2009 and now, and now we're moving on now to the, um, to the events at hand. Uh, each... The reactions are always the same, but the, the reason why these things happen are always different. Um, and the main thing that creates uh, the issue in share markets is that the markets hate uncertainty. And what the COVID-19 um, pandemic has caused is a, a great unknown of what, and talking in a financial status, Alan, you know, on, a, on an economy, mm-hmm. um, you know, what, what, how, the, how that's going to affect the um, the profitability, the uh, supply lines, um, you know, of, of various companies around the world, and and that 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 creates a shock uh, to to the to the to the, uh, to the share markets and and, and to the our um, economies. So um, you know, it's, it's in very very interesting times, uh, and I'm not um, and I fully understand the seriousness, and there is you know. You know, a lot of pain out there for people, and people have lost their jobs. So we're certainly not uh, belittling it or uh, saying that it's um, you know it, it, it is it is a serious event and affects people's lives. So we're very much aware of that. How would you describe the share market since the start of the COVID nineteen lockdown? 
Well, it, 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 it might be the worst on as far as the volatility in, in, the, in the movements of markets falling and rebounding. So there's some facts and figures on that that makes it. But as far as what I feel um, and learn uh, feel about the, the two events, the GFC and this, I don't believe that the uh, COVID is as bad as the as the GFC for these reasons, the COVID is a is a health related crisis um, that has the consequences of which is affecting the um, the profitabilities, companies, businesses, um, retail, um, and that's a consequence of that. This will pass, Alan. All right, it, w- it will come, and we will come out the other side of it at, at some point down the track. Um, whereas the GFC was, was totally different. The GFC was a financial crisis, and and the issue with that was that people were very very concerned and didn't know what the balance sheets of financial institutions looked like because of the assets they'd bought and packaged up um, through America and the property uh, that were now worth nothing. So the, 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 there became a real freeze in, in funding. So funding uh, had dried up and so banks were unable to get any funding anywhere. And, and the importance of that, Alan, is that once they get money gets funded because banks, banks fund economic growth. You know, the small businessman opening up a shop, he'll, he'll need some borrowing, needs an overdraft, so he goes to the bank to do that. So all that all that absolutely just dried up and there was a real there was a real um, you know, impasse about it. And if it hadn't been really at the time for the government to come out to guarantee um, share, uh, guarantee uh, deposit holders bank accounts, you know, and, and guarantee that I, I had a very, very great concern that there could have been a, a run on on financial institutions back in that time. Mm. Today is different. Today is different. Banks have got money, right? They, they've got the money there, but they're that the banks will will um, will probably because of um, what's happened. Um, they will probably you know, give some give some holiday time to uh, mortgage holders, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And but that will come back in due course. All right. So in the short term, that'll affect how the bank's profitability is, but it's not affecting their funding capacity. All right. They've still got the money there. Right. The money's there. Yep. yep. All right. So that's so that's that, that was the I think that is a very important thing to think at that that the case with the. Um, with the GFC was a, was a real structural um, problem with 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 major financial institutions, a real credibility issue on, on their ability to what you know to, to survive basically. Whereas this this issue will 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 this current issue is certainly uh, with what's been put on to the the, um, the policies and the planning and the uh, restrictions put on to help contain it, and it's very serious. Situation that's had a major impact on you know businesses ranging straight from you know transport, tourism, um, you know hospitality. You know you, you, we we know all the ones that's major effects, but but they that that will come back in due course. Um, so that's 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 mainly the the two the two main distinctions I see is that you know one one being today being more a, a health crisis rather than a than an actual fundamental um, financial crisis where there were some real structural issues with with the major funding institutions balance sheets well given you've said that 
What are you saying yep. to clients in terms of buying and selling shares through the COVID-19 yeah. lockdown? Yes. Well, once again, um, probably what we say all the time is is, is, is we look for, for strong value, we look for companies that um, have been around a long time. Um, certainly, there will be some companies that in the short term will have an effect, but have, have strong enough um, client bases, have strong enough products, have strong enough um, uh, you know positions in the market to to survive this. So they're the type of companies that we're looking that are that are probably always been companies that have been low um, low lowly geared uh, companies um, companies that will then once once this passes that will that will then um, you know that, that they will re- rebound again. Um, to the, and you know, I think I think the banks will be one of those. I think the banks will will look will will, will bounce back again. Um, but, but you will see what's affecting their share price at the moment is the uh, provisionings they've made within their own businesses to cope with any sort of uh, drop off in mortgage payments and everything of such. But once again, you'll find that as that as that washes through the system over the next. 12 months or so, um, it probably isn't going to be as bad as as they predicted. They're, they're being very prudent about it, and I think that then will be reflected in their share price down the track. So once again, always, Alan, always be stressed that people investing in the share market, you need to take a long-term view on it. Time is your friend in the market, um, and that, that helps balances out the volatility in the short term and that, that we're certainly seeing today. Now, I know you're not a property specialist, but you've mentioned mortgages yep. uh, just now with the banks. Yep. Ha- have you got any uh, insight into what's happening in Ipswich in particular with property prices? Not, I don't. I don't have anything um, uh, generally. I, I, sorry, I don't have anything, anything, any real focus on it except to say generally that I, I think, uh, and talking to a, a number of um, real estate people in this area here, um, they're, they're still they're saying to us that the mark the market has, will certainly probably flatten off uh, in the short term. It'll quieten down a little bit. But keep in mind, I don't think it's going to be, uh, you know, too too um, badly affected, Alan, because we'd have a look at current interest rates at the moment. They're further cut now. I mean, the mortgage rates are millennium. So it'll it'll come back to people's people's ability then to fund fund their um, their mortgages, their uh, mortgage repayments. And while people have still got jobs um, and have that ability, then I think I think you will probably see a little bit of a a little bit of a flattening out of the pricing curve in property. But I think then it'll start to uh, to start to trend back up again as people become more confident. The, the whole thing generally be it the equity market, Alan, even or with the property market, it, it's not money. People have got money. It's 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 more confidence. Confidence is the real. It's 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 the real um, catalyst here that that makes people go out and spend. And that's where you see why the governments have come in with such uh, financial packaging, rescue packaging, and trying to fund that. And that's and that's to give everyone confidence, paying the money they can go keep spending, pay the money out, support them financially in this in these times, and then that gives the people confidence. So we're not going to go into any any sort of. Uh, we might have a technically you might see the economic data come out to say that we've we've we're in a recession, but it'll be a very very short term a short-term play, and that's what I believe. The big issue that affects everyone, Tony, is, of course, superannuation, and I guess it might depend on your portfolio mix, but how is super performing across the board? 
Well, once again, the super's got, uh, the, the performance of superannuation funds will be dramatically affected. I mean, there's no doubt that uh, you're going to see um, at some stages there falls of in excess of 20% in performances. But most of the the majority of superannuation funds, I'm talking industry funds, etc., um, and and a lot of the self-managed super funds that, that we look at too, um, the, the sort of assets and shares are a good quality shares, and you'll find that their performance will will bounce back. Back again in due course, but people shouldn't be worried too much about that. I mean, that's the, that's one of, one one of the natures of the beast of the share market is to go up and down. And once again, we stress looking at as, as a long term investment uh, as, uh, outlook and you think, and also looking to make sure that they invest in good quality companies. And that's what uh, superannuation is. Um, do they invest in, in in the good quality and across a diversified range of of industry sectors and and um, and that helps spread that market volatility risk. So certainly, you know, people will be looking at some of their some of their before their statements and coming up in the next three months, six months, twelve months, even, and and be shaking their heads. But please, just take this as a one-off flip. You know, the last the last sort of event we had, as I said, was a GFC. Well, what, what was that over twelve years ago? So, you know, we, we'll see the markets return back to their normal their normal functions, and uh, and those and those um, performances start um, return back to to how they should be. Leading on from that, Tony, your general advice I'm hearing there: hold on, hold on, hold on. But some people will have to cash in their super. Uh, are there any other choices for people uh, getting money rather than Cashing in their super at this point, if they don't have to, keeping their super as, as the last as the last thing to cash in. I would hope they would look at because the long t- the, 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 there's been a lot of studies to show that um, the longer you can hold it in in that in that environment, the superannuation environment, which has a lot of tax benefits and that helps with the, the performances, then you're going to be better off uh, when you come to need it in your time of uh, retirement and move it into pension phase, etc. No, well, you know, it's just a matter of what people in, in individual situations, what other assets they might have that they could probably sell off to uh, to fund this short-term uh, need for, for their um, for cash flow. But... Um, but you know, it it is there to be used. Um, if 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 if, the, if there's been some um, distress and they need to do it, and you know, as much as we probably don't like to do it, at least at least it might help people out in the short term. Now, between you and your colleagues, I'm thinking that you have a, a lot of discussion about when the dip is, or when we might start coming back. How long it's going to t- uh, take to uh, come back to pre-COVID nineteen levels? Are you willing to yep. look into your crystal ball there and? Make any predictions? Not, well, we can we can always look into it, um, Alan. Whether whether it gives us the right <laughs> the right view or not, I, I suppose I, I suppose if I if I if I, if I knew knew um, all the answers to that, mate, you and I would be having this interview on the in the Bahamas, wouldn't we? Really, <laughs> yes, uh, be fully paying for everything, you know. So so keep that keep that in mind yeah. that that, that, I'm, that I'm at work here and work, working for a living. So that tells yes. you a bit. But anyway, yes, I, do, I think. There will be stages. The markets will start to return. It will be triggered by a number of things. One is once um, these restrictions on, on an Australian view, and we seem to be leading the world a bit in that, if, 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 that's, a, if that's a phrase, uh, you know, once these restrictions start being lifted and we can start going out and then spending our money money in the various um, places and moving around Australia, etc. Certainly, so that's, that's the first thing the markets will be looking at. The second thing we'll be, we'll be looking at then uh, these... Then the international export supply chains, supply lines, re 
establishing again so businesses, manufacturing businesses can start importing and exporting back in again because that's a major a major part of an Australian economy as well. And you know that 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 could be you know another another few months or so away. It, it, it's it's going to be dictated. Um, I, I feel that probably uh, international travel is probably going to be the biggest issue. Um, I, I'm just not too sure how long how long that's going to take before people. I mean, even before those restrictions are lifted, whether people start being confident enough again to mm, start mm. making flights and around the place. So that's the issue there. So I would, mate, you know, the other things, the positive things will come out too will be, you know, any 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 news further on sort of anti-vaccines, uh, virus uh, vaccinations, um, how the progress of that's coming, that uh, that might people be able to start getting uh, for the inoculation um, in, in the next 12 months. So I... Mate, I would think you've got to realistically say it's going to take another, you know, twelve months at least um, to uh, for things to get, you know, back on their feet and restabilising to uh, to start looking like what we were prior to the to the. Um, and I'm talking in the, in the share market sense there, you know, yes. not not every day, but I, but it's it. people people who look at these things, the major invest in the major superannuation companies. Look at companies' earnings. So we have, you know, profit reporting seasons. You hear, you hear about. Well, you can virtually write this next twelve months. This, um, you know, the next six months profit results. They can probably write them off. You know, everyone. That's the most obvious thing that uh, the majority of those are going to be pretty dreadful. So what the market will be looking for is what's coming out in the first half of next year and for the full year twenty twenty one. And that's that's what will really start dictating how what level of the market goes up. If that starts, if if there's a strong trend that companies are then um, resuming back on their on their on their profit growth, um, then then you'll see the market start performing back again. But you know, it's going to be, I think, at least you know um, you know by the end of next year. Tony Russell, really appreciate your insights into the share market and to superannuation. Thanks again for talking to Ipswich today. Thank you very much, Alan. That's great. The financial information in this episode is of a general nature. You should always seek professional financial advice as it relates to your individual circumstances. And just briefly, Ipswich City Council held its first all-encompassing general purposes committee meeting today. It was also the very first council committee meeting to be live-streamed. You can catch a replay on Council's YouTube channel and follow the agenda on Council's website. There's still a few technical issues to be resolved. One tip I can give is that Council needs to invest in more microphones in the Chamber now that officers are delivering reports and answering questions as part of committee and Council meetings. I'm sure Councillor Tully would be pleased that his original notified motion put at the July 24, 2018 meeting to introduce live streaming has been acted on and is now happening at Ipswich City Council. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics, people-powered web hosting trusted by Australians since 1999. You can share this podcast from your favourite app or play Ipswich Today from your smart speaker. Suggestions are welcome for future interviews and topics. Just go to the Ipswich Today Facebook page and leave a message. Music is from Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thanks for listening.
Enjoying Ipswich today? Please share the love on your socials.